Welcome to this podcast of the Episcopal Church of the Good Shepherd in Venice, Florida. Today is the second Sunday of Advent, and you will hear Father Joe Hudson speak on Matthew 3. As you listen, see if you can answer some of these questions. The questions, 1. What were the two comings Jesus talked of? 2. What is the challenge set by John the Baptist? 3. How will we be judged at the coming? And how will we prepare? The Lord be with you. The proclamation of the Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him, and all the region along the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw so many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath that is to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to come to this, say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now, The axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance. But one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to gather his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, this morning, Father Bob 
read these words. The prophet Isaiah was speaking about John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming. You see, God had revealed to John that one who would bring salvation to the people was finally coming. The Messiah was coming. Jesus was coming. And all people needed to prepare for his coming, to prepare themselves and to prepare the world in which they lived for the coming reign of God. That is why John was out there in the wilderness preaching and baptizing. As John went about his ministry in the Jordan River, thigh deep in the waters, he noticed a certain class of Jews standing there on the hillside. He shouted out to them, You, yes, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Even now the axe is laid at the root of the tree. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. John knew these religious leaders quite well. He knew that although they were very sincere in their faith and passionate about the Jewish religion, they were at the same time being a hindrance to the work of God. You see, instead of fully preparing the way for the Lord's coming, they were, in truth, impeding the Lord's work. Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. The scriptures speak to us of two comings, of Christ's coming incarnate in Jesus of Nazareth, and then an eventual second coming at the end of time, at the end of days. John the baptizer came 2,000 years ago to prepare the way for that first coming when Jesus would begin his ministry and initiate the kingdom of God here on earth. Well, just like John the Baptist, you and I have been called as well as God's children to prepare the way for the Lord, to prepare the way for Christ's second coming for the eventual return of Jesus Christ and that day when Christ will usher in the full and complete reign of God in all its beauty and glory and love and justice. As John spoke to the Jewish religious leaders in the crowd that day, he challenged them with these words, Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't just say to each other, we're safe, for we are descendants of Abraham. That means nothing, for I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. You see, there were a lot of devout, faithful, religious Jews in that day who were, honestly, not really preparing the way for the Lord's coming. It wasn't enough, you see, simply to be devout, faithful Jews. God and John the Baptist were calling them to something greater, to something higher. John is telling us as well that it's not really enough to simply be devout, faithful, religious Catholics or Baptists or Episcopalians. You see, there are a lot of devout, faithful, religious Christians who are not fully preparing the way for the Lord's second coming when he will make all things new. So then, what does it look like 
for you and me to prepare the way for the Lord's coming. What does it look like that may be possibly more than just adhering to religious doctrine and liturgy, singing and listening and worshiping and receiving the bread and the wine? Isaiah's words this morning give us a clue. Speaking of the Savior who would one day come, the prophet Isaiah proclaimed, The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Jesus came, filled with all the gifts of the Spirit that the Lord provided him, in order to carry out the Lord's work. Isaiah continued, He will not judge by appearances, nor make a decision based on hearsay. In other words, he will not judge based on what we kind of see on the outside of people, or by idle gossip. He will not judge based on physical appearances, political persuasion, cultural background, or religious affiliation. He will judge based on what he sees in the human heart, on the divine light evident within the human soul. Isaiah continued, He will give justice to the poor and make fair decisions for the exploited. In Jesus' three and a half years of public ministry, it was all about that kind of work. He cared for the poor and the outcasts, those individuals that the privileged and elite in society chose not to see. The cultural elite, the political elite, the religious elite, folks like me. The law and structure of society were stacked against these poor and marginalized people. They found themselves powerless to rise up and experience something more, something better. Isaiah continues his description of this coming reign of God. But now, let me forewarn you, if you have a bit of an issue with snakes, this may make you a little bit squeamish. Isaiah said, The cow will graze near the bear, the cub and the calf will lie down together, the lion will eat hay like a cow, the baby will play safely near the hole of a cobra, yes, a little child will put its hand in a nest of deadly snakes without harm. Nothing will hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. Sorry for that. Well, in all this imagery, Isaiah was speaking of the shalom of God. The Hebrew word shalom has multiple meanings. It means peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. The full and complete reign of God that is still yet to come will be a time when all will be made whole and complete, where there will be perfect peace and harmony, where all will prosper alike and none will be in need. John the Baptist's challenge to the religious establishment in his day was that they needed to be doing the kind of work that was evidence of repentance in their lives. That work would be seen in actively preparing the way for the Lord's coming. 
And as I said earlier, there are many devout, faithful, religious Christians who likewise are not fully preparing the way for the Lord's second coming, that time when the shalom of God will be ushered in in all its glory and fullness. So how do you and I prepare the way for the Lord? How do we carry on the work of God's shalom here and now? Well, here's a few ideas. First, by seeking shalom within our own lives, striving for complete harmony and wholeness and peace within. Many of God's children, sadly, live somewhat fractured, divided lives, lacking complete wholeness and harmony. They may struggle with fear or shame or self-reprisal. They may judge themselves too harshly or be unaware of the inner dynamics that are warring within them. Control issues, self-sabotage, insecurity, self-doubt. I speak to the, of these things in confidence because I know you have or do deal with these things to some degree because I know it is within me as well. These things are not experiencing the fullness of God's shalom. The Spirit of God and the honesty of good friends are necessary to bring God's shalom to our lives. We also need to prepare the way of the Lord by working towards shalom within our families, within our marriages, with our children, with our church family. We also need to work for shalom, the peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility with those around us in the communities in which we live, to go about lifting up the poor, to advocate on behalf of those on the margins of society. When we do this, we are preparing the way for the Lord. In that fullness of shalom that is yet to come, it is God's desire that the lion would lie down with the lamb. In other words, that the politically left would experience shalom with the politically right. The religiously conservative would experience shalom with the politically liberal. The religiously conservative with the religiously liberal. The financial top 1% would do all in their power to experience the shalom of God by lifting up the financially struggling, by using their power to enact laws and policies that would not just benefit themselves, but would also support the poor and the marginalized. It is God's desire that even the cisgender folks would experience the shalom of God with the transgender folks, that the straight would experience harmony with the gay, that the Muslim would live in harmony with the Christian. All of this is so that the prophet Isaiah, as the prophet Isaiah says, none shall hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Amen. One, what were the two comings Jesus talked of? Two, what is the challenge set by John the Baptist? Three, 
how will we be judged at the coming and how will we prepare 